welcome. So I have a truly incredible survival story that involves something we practice all the time in meditation, staying calm so that if a day ever comes when you're facing fear, danger, shock, you have the skills. So yesterday I told you I have Titanic fever right now. Cooper and I both have it. We're listening to the song, talking about the movie, ready to see it again. And one true story, when 1,500 people went down with the Titanic, only four people, only four who did not make it on the lifeboats were pulled from the water alive. And one of those, the greatest miracle of all, was a guy named Charles Joffin. He was a baker on the ship. He was in his cabin when word of the collision with the iceberg reached him shortly after 11.40 p.m. Immediately, he mustered his crew to provision the lifeboats with bread and biscuits. He's just doing his job. And then the baker, Charles Joffin, organized the loading of the lifeboats. He refused to own his place in one because he felt it would set a bad example. His work done, he returned to his cabin and began getting after a bottle of whiskey that he had hidden there. As depicted in the movie Titanic, the ship broke in half and the back part of the ship went vertical in the water. So you might remember that scene in Titanic when Jack and Rose are hanging on to the back of the ship as it went down like an elevator. And next to them in that scene in the movie, hanging on the rail, is a man with a mustache who is actually depicting this baker, Charles Joffin. It's a true story. This baker was holding on to the ship till the very end when it sank vertically. He said he gently stepped off the ship, did not get sucked under. The temperature of the water in April 1912 was minus two degrees Celsius. Plunging into water that cold creates a chain of events that usually leads to death within 30 minutes or less. Stage one is cold shock. Titanic's second officer, Charles Lightoller, experienced this as the vessel sank. He described the experience as a thousand knives being driven into one's body. The shock causes involuntary gasping and hyperventilation, which is really bad news if the head's underwater. That means drowning and skipping the next three stages. Also, many people panic, and that is their undoing. Remaining calm allows for assessment of the situation and decision-making. The next stage is cold incapacitation, and it can kick in after just five minutes. The cold robs the body of strength. Arms and legs can lose between 60% and 80% of their ability to move because the blood flow to the extremities is reduced in order to preserve vital core organs. So even people with above average strength lack the power to pull themselves out of the water. Within 30 minutes, the swimmer will lose the strength to even keep their head above water. Those who make it past 30 minutes must deal with hypothermia, which is when the body's core temperature drops to 35 degrees, which is 95 degrees Fahrenheit. By the time the body reaches 30 degrees, the pulse becomes weak or even non-existent. Death follows quickly. And stage four is called post-rescue collapse. In the last stages of death in cold water, the body's flooded with stress hormones. Those lucky enough to be rescued sometimes relax. The stress hormones quiet down, causing blood pressure to drop and muscles to fail. 
and this might lead to cardiac arrest in extreme cases. So that's what these people in the water were up against. But because Charles Joffin drank so much whiskey, he found a way to relax, to be courageous. He had cinched his life jacket tight and started paddling and treading water. After two hours in these freezing conditions, he spotted an upturned lifeboat with about 20 people standing on it. Charles Lightoller was in command and he was directing the passengers to sway left and right to accommodate the ocean swell. But there was no room for Charles Joffin. He clung onto the boat for a while and as daylight approached, a lifeboat from the RMS Carpathia arrived on the scene and Charles Joffin was saved. Being full of booze, he should have died quicker than a sober person. The medical texts say that alcohol causes a decrease in body temperature and impairs the ability to stay warm. But drinking a bottle of whiskey also causes relaxation. So when Charles Joffin stepped off the Titanic, he did not tense up and panic, and that's likely what saved him. I tell you all this not because it's about drinking whiskey, of course not. It's about managing to relax under pressure, immense pressure. It might not be something you could relate to right now, but a day will come for all of us when we feel pressure. And with daily practice like we do in meditation, this becomes a trained response. So let's practice. Take a moment to push back from your bump and grind. As you get comfortable, see if you can noticeably slow your thoughts. Even if you have a lot going on in your mind, slow the stream of thinking. It's a miracle story, truly. If you don't believe it, look it up. Charles Joffin. Whiskey for him, meditation for you. Helps us make decisions under pressure. This guy literally climbed to the top of the Titanic as it was going into the icy Atlantic vertically like an elevator. When he reached the water, he calmly stepped off. He later said he didn't even think he got his hair wet. He found a way to relax because anything else would have killed him. What if we went with that strategy to slow it all down? Thoughts, emotions, stimulus, response. Slow it all down. Who knows? One day it might save you. Every day it might save you. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.